0: and one we are live senorita hector um so like i'm new to this podcasting shit so forgive me if i like suck at doing this but we are on the torres podcast and uh, i've got a guest today uh This is Hector, um, also known as HEC from the South Sips podcast. He also used to wrestle for um, IWF. Um, so today, basically what we're going to uh, touch on is uh, the firings or Black Wednesday of what happened uh, about a week ago, actually a week ago, uh, with the WWE. Uh, but before we get into that, I kind of want to give Hector a chance to like uh, talk and uh basically get off his chest uh what happened with him and IWF because uh, I know their side of the story because I was still with him at the time that it happened and you know I saw what they had to say so now I kind of just want to see what Hector has to say Hector the floor is uh, yours well see
1: the stuff that happened with IWF in between myself by the way hello everybody as the Vontae said, or as DJ said, my name is Hector... Well, my name is Hector Guzman, pseudonym, the HCC. I do host the Sousas podcast along the coast, Q the Comedian. I'm a big wrestling fan, and so when I saw that DJ was doing some shit about wrestling, I was quick to jump on the opportunity. I know Q's kind of fell off of wrestling, but anyways. In regards to me and the IWF, there's so much stuff within that story. To try to explain that simply on just this format it would be a little bit too difficult. It stretches out way too long. Essentially, the main promoter didn't keep his promise, and I have just been annoying them ever since because I've signed on to a different promotion. I've signed on with Raw Elite Wrestling. In my personal opinion, it's a upstarting company that I feel is going to be doing great things. I mean, they're already taking steps and precaution. I personally think the IWF would never consider and would never even see so in my personal opinion i'm just excited for uh raleigh wrestling rew to be coming again i'm really excited for that so i've been signed on to them i get to be the voice for them i get to do some of the coverage of what's going on with them and hopefully i can get stuff into the ring with them like you say i wrestled with iw but i only had one fucking match hmm. and it was not a good
0: hmm.
1: and, it's, hmm. and it's just the footage of that match that i've been wanting and they just haven't giving it to me so I've just been fucking with them any way that I can, and it's just great because they, they set themselves up. I mean, the main promoter has a fragile ego. He has such a fragile ego, it couldn't even be compared to balsa wood or porcelain. It's just fucking easily breakable. So, and, and as a matter of fact, the man himself is easily breakable. Last I checked, I was told that he logged off his own fucking. <laughs> so,
0: so. <sighs> i i just left them as well just due to my own personal reasons um but so I, while i was still there you kind of uh were going back and forth with um marcos which is the promoter of iwf uh y'all were going back and forth quite a bit and kind of got a bunch of people like um like in the crosshairs uh i guess you can say and point blank is there was like a a mole or rat within, uh, IWF. Uh, and by the way, this is like one of the reasons why I left IWF. Uh, they had a ban list and I knew that I wanted to do this podcast. Like, like I've tried and tried to do podcasts before and I just always stopped. Uh, but because we're in like quarantine and shit, uh, I felt like it was, something to pick back up and like keep doing but and i really wanted to do like wrestling oriented and i saw that there were other backyard promotions within the houston area um and then of course i'm training um as well so i just saw it as an opportunity to interview a lot of people um and staying with iwf i knew it would cause like issues with marcos because of that ban list um can you tell me uh, well I guess maybe not because this is I'm gonna upload this so I guess you can't tell me who your who your mole or moles were in i w f um I know when you left Marcos kind of um, asked if I was gonna follow uh because you had uh, hung out with me for uh new year's um. Hi yeah and i didn't leave at the time because i really wanted to help them you know uh i'm not like as skilled as like other pros or whatever but i i study wrestling i love wrestling uh i have been training um and i felt like i could have uh uh i guess provided the help that maybe they needed to make their matches better, um, because I only wrestled two matches with him, uh, and I enjoyed my first match, but that second match was just the card you were on, um, I did not enjoy that match, I actually, I really hated that match a lot, uh, for just personal reasons, um, (laughs) hated that match, too, and he was dead set on letting everybody know
1: about it. <laughs> well. But well, look, look, <laughs> as, in regards to the IWF situation, I, I think it would be, be fair because I'm currently working on the episode of talking about my personal issues with IWF with Q because he kind of, he was around for it, he heard about it, but when I broke it down to him, and piece by piece, he started cracking his ass off and he's just laughing because there's so much things that happen between myself and that I want to call them a company but calling them a company is generosity. They're, that's generosity that frankly I don't have and, and to be honest they've done so many just it's not even they. When I say they, I specifically focus on one individual because there's an issue with the promote and I get into details, uh, one man's issue with another man led to so many people just being wacky just being kiss asses or just automatically just they would tell me things like hey da 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 so I would go to the promoter bringing their complaints because they were essentially my same complaints as well only to be like shaded out or to be kind of be the fall guy essentially so you look at the stuff they're doing now and the stuff that they're considering and the stuff that they're talking about doing from the sources that I get because the sources that um, later on reveal themselves to me Felt where I was coming from and that's why they kinda of just went along with it. Like I'll probably tell you after this airs who was all in there. But to put this in perspective, they have an entirely separate form devoted to me, and by that I mean you had to show that you had blocked me on all forms of social media to gain access into the conversation.
0: <laughs> okay. So but you.
1: that will be coming. It. Uh, the chronicles, the HEC, and IWF. Uh, episode one, and then episode two. Episode two, I'm going to see if I can get you to be on it. And I can see if I can get one of my sources to be on it if they'll leave. Well, but when I heard that you wanted to do the podcast stuff, I was excited because I had told you about the Southsuds podcast. The Sims podcast started in 2019, but previously was getting worked upon because the Southsuds originally was a group. Uh, it was a rap group. It was not even Q was in it. It was. Me, the HCC, and then there was two other people. You had also, and then you had Rox Quinton. Um, shout out to Rox Quinton. He's a producer who's actually still making stuff now. He's in the UK now. <laughs> He's
0: locked the fuck out of the U.S., but yeah. So, uh, uh what can you tell us about REW? Cause you left. I re- I remember you. I remember when you got kicked out or left or whatever it was. Uh, you, you said they were gonna pay you, uh, a certain amount or whatever. I can't remember what it was. It's gonna be if I yawed and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. But you said they were gonna pay you. Uh, and. Yeah, they, they, and I can't give a specific <laughs> amount because of the fact that it's a, uh, uh there's a
1: quiet clause on it. It's, I can't give out a certain amount because different people do different things. Well. Because I'm not, uh, I'm not solely. A town. I'm also working on sources like instrumentals, video editing, because the same editing that I bring to the South Sibs podcast and that same energy I bring to REW. They send me um, advertisement material and then I make for them. Basically, everything that I had offered that other uh, backyard place, <laughs> that other backyard fed. Everything that I had brought to the table and they didn't take, REW saw that and said, we want, it, And we'll, we will pay you for that. So I'm compensated for it very nicely, if I do say so myself. But I had left at, because of the fact that the matter was they want to improve. They want to make the product and they want the talent's suggestions. And they'll take a listen to it. They're not going to brush you off. And if they're convinced that you know what the hell you're talking about. They'll take you, and they will elevate your skills, and they'll elevate your things, because ultimately, anything that I work on, I'm putting my name on. Now, even though my name is not the HEC, it's the HEC still, it's me. It's just a nickname that I had given myself, And, and it was just continued on and on. And so anything that I present with myself or anything that I do, I want to show pride in. And I just couldn't see myself showing pride in an IWF event. I, I couldn't.
0: There were so many things wrong. So you would say you didn't like your, your match with um, Aldo, of course, is who it was with. Of course, they did not upload that match in the last show, uh, which um, me and a few others felt like they should have uploaded it. Um, but it wasn't in our place to voice that opinion. Uh, Because we don't run it. We don't run IWF. Uh, I understand it's a backyard promotion. Or federation. Or whatever they want to call it. Um, But a lot of those guys. Show up. And say they want to wrestle. And then they're thrown into the ring. But. There's a lot of preaching of. Of how everything how everything should look good and how the they should have a better presentation but and you fell victim to this because it was your first match you i think you had one or two grass practices is what they call it which is basically you're practicing on the grass there's no ring um and then you're you're thrown to a match uh
1: (laughs) Is it okay if I speak
0: to this part? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, by the way, oh. your, your camera stopped working again, but that's fine. We'll keep going.
1: Yeah, just keep going. As long as the audio works, that's fine. That's all that matters. <laughs> this is a podcast, by the way, so just which, whatever you get, you get. But anyways, what had happened in regards to that issue was I myself felt that I was trained too early, and this was pre me getting the place of employment that I have now, now I'm blessed to say that I, you know, can pay rent on time every week and take care of business and even have some extra. However, within that time frame, I, I didn't have the money. I was, I was using, I was still go to college and I was taking care of classes and things. And I was spending ludicrous amounts of money on just trying to get gear, just trying to get the pads, just trying to get everything on gas because I wanted the product to look good. So I would go to different locations that were like 40 an hour or an hour and 45 away from me to go film and record stuff because I wanted it to look better. Because As I was saying, when I put my name or when I attach myself to something, I want it to look good. I don't want it to look so hard. And even when they were quick to say, oh, uh, two trainings and then you're gonna be put in a match. For one, I'm gonna put in a singles match. I had only done two trainings prior to and the only reference is the fact that there's no professional training. There's nobody who is either a professional trainer, life trainer, or has made it to a level to where you could take their training serious. Well, the majority it, of the
0: training that occurred, uh, I'm s I'm am sorry, Coach Marco. Marco's Marco's trained for a, few, a while. Uh,
1: how long do you train? Do
0: you train? Oh, I, I I don't remember.
1: Because last I heard, he had trained only for two months and then was kicked out. Or no, left because he felt as if they were taking liberties with him. Which is ironically what everybody on his alleged ban list has left him for doing. Alright? But prior to that, I was living check to check. And when you're living check to check, spending money is a very, very rare thing. Like, I was, at that point, I would only eat one meal a day. And I was, because I was that dedicated to the product because I wanted to push the product because I felt like as if they wanted to take my input seriously, they wanted to go up to the next level. For example, they have a film student there, and I subscribed to him, and the Souths even commented on his uh, Class 29 team film, his name is Dominic. That film student, when I saw that they had a film student, I thought, oh, okay, we're going to take it to the next level. We're going to build up. We're going to take this. We're going to take advantage of storytelling. We're going to work together. You know, you work as a writing process. It's very rare to see film and television have one writer on an episode. Even even if you're doing fast wrestling, it's very rare to have solely one booker without having no two other opinions for it. But in the case of IWF, they only one promoter and one guy who micromanages everything to a tee. Uh, I have... FL Studio, I have all the Adobe programs, and I was willing to put everything aspect wise that I could contribute to this uh, backyard fit, because it's a backyard fit. But with only two trainings, I felt uncomfortable. But the way I knew, you kind of get a sense inside that it's not going to end well. I I had known that my run with Idea was not going to end well, I was only with that backyard fit in November, and if, but if you're a fan watching, I debuted in December and then that was it. That one off event. Of they had wanted to charge the talent. Talent doesn't get paid. REW, you know, I'm not saying much about them right now because I don't on the logistics side, but I'm way surpassing what I've made and i But then again, anything passes zero i was losing a lot of money because of the fact that they had certain fees and requirements like and these weren't cheap fees these weren't like to ten bucks no they wanted 45 or 50 or 30 to pay for things like moving the vehicle which is something that i kind of assumed that they had already had it under control prior to me joining us but they had no control of that they had relied heavily on charging the talent and kind of it's like, yeah, we'll take your money, but we'll keep your mouth shut. We're not gonna take I like, fuck your creativity. Give us the money, and it's, it's only one guy, like I said, it's the promoter well uh, who had just took that. So with two, with only two trainings and only one of them being inside an actual ring, I tried to make essentially chicken salad out of chicken shit. So that's the best I could have done. So it's not a pretty looking match, but I had known that I had good vocal abilities because I do a fucking podcast. So it's you know where your talent range is. I knew I I could do a good kind amount of stuff. So for like the start of that match, I had done a promo, insulted the audience, you know, get your cheap Pete while you can, got a little bit of crowd interaction, and afterwards I even got a nice fair deal of crowd interaction post match. From like pedestrians, and people who were watching, who were just fans of me, just, just beating me, because that was another thing. Um, I didn't if it was gimmick oriented, but when I had even applied for the job, person, uh, interviewer, backstage, I wanted to be essentially similar to the Bruce Pritchard of the IWF without, you know, helping with production, helping with the sound, audio quality, and things of that nature, but they had already had commentators. So I had just two trainings, none of my ideas taken, Just two practices, um, go have a 15-minute singles match. which from somebody who's listened to all these people from, you know, the and all the rest of the podcast, you can 'Cause I'm a big fan of what goes on screen and behind the scenes in wrestling. And that's why I did this and that's why I agreed to do this with you. Um, because I love talking about it. I I love wrestling. I mean, like most people say, Oh well, I have or I was this years old when I saw this match or I was this years old when I started watching wrestling. I hadn't even had that when I was a kid. My father was watching wrestling all the time. So essentially, I was watching wrestling since I was born. In fact, my mother and father even told me that they were watching an episode of SmackDown in the hospital prior to giving birth to me. <laughs> so, you know, wrestling's been instilled within me the whole time. But normally, when somebody says we're going to start you out, they put you in a tag team. That way, the more experienced guy gets his shine and you can get your shine in too. And it's not until you develop your skills that you break up. But they didn't do that with me. They said, hey, we're going to give you a 15 minutes, do your match, have at it. And so it just felt unprofessional. And there's more aspects that I can get into, because even though I broke it down piece by piece, like right here, there's more, a lot more aspects that I can get into with in my issues with that. But like I said, that's going to be a separate episode in itself.
0: Okay. Um... Before we uh, move on to the uh, firings, just one other question. Does REW have a roster?
1: Yes, REW has a very nice roster, to say so. I've seen a majority of the roster. I've spoken to some of the roster. Um, REW has titles, and I say titles with a plural form because whereas the iwf only has one title and it's a shitty looking title and they don't even trust their own champion with carrying. uh spoiler alert for the fucking podcast marcos moved to florida and, and despite him moving to florida and despite them having a match in houston and crowning a champion in, in not even houston it's like some rural fucking part of texas but despite them having a champion who won the match, the fact that they didn't trust that champion enough to hold the title and to keep the title. It, what does that say if you're top guy you're not even trusting to hold the hardware? You're just turning the low, and you're living in a different state. So now, I mean, props to Samuel's creativity uh, for trying to make it work by saying, oh, well, I'm not gonna show you fans this title because y'all not deserving to see it. It's cute. But no champion hides their belt. The point of being champion, especially for being a heel, is that you flaunt the fuck out of your title. <laughs> you win your title, you flex that shit, alright? Right there is the belt of the million dollar title. For those of you who are just listening, I have a
0: replica of the million dollar belt that's actually been signed by... Can't see it. Myself. I'm just a fan. I didn't win that shit. And I still love flaunting it. <laughs> You can't see but it. But huh? You can't can you see it. Uh, Did you hear me? Yeah, yeah,
1: I heard you. They can't see it, but that's fine. They can hear it. That's why I gave
0: a description. No, like, like uh, your video's working now. What I'm saying, as far as the bell, all you see is the, the strap.
1: Yeah, you see the strap. That's it. That's it. Because it's hung across the wall. But, uh, yeah, you, that's just the strap right there. But that's, I didn't even win that title. And I flaunt that shit. So the fact that their champion doesn't even have the ability to flaunt his own title that he earned is comedically pathetic and disappointing. But REW has seen the mistakes of IWF, has seen the failures of that, and has paid attention to the numerous like backyard federations within the area. We've tried to blab for it with so many um, things. Like, I feel like we have a solid connection with PWF, but I'm not sure if that's an extremely established relationship yet, but they've been sharing and liking each other's shit online, so hopefully that goes well. But essentially, REW is, if you want to come do this, and if you're passionate about this, and if you really, really think that you can succeed in this endeavor, come over here, put in the work, and you will be rewarded. Putting in your ideas... Like, obviously, don't try to be the booker, but put in your own ideas on how you believe you are. And that's what separates R.E.W. from anybody else at this moment. We're trying to see. We're trying to gauge it. We're trying to see how we present it. And the same thing with just any starting company is you need to see how your audience reacts, what your audience likes, what they don't like, and how you could blossom and bloom it. You know, and you might start out in a backyard selling out a menu. So, you never know. So, it's baby steps now. It's baby steps now. But it's essential baby steps that need to be taken to go advance to a
0: higher level. Okay. Well, I don't have anything bad to say about IWF. Uh, I left them officially (laughs) on Thursday, or not yet, Thursday the 23rd. It was... It was... yeah see i didn't i didn't even i didn't know that that had happened i I honestly had no idea they uploaded that episode i mean they took it down so i mean you know it is what it is uh i uploaded the episode myself to my youtube channel which this video is probably gonna go up on Uh, um but like i said i have nothing bad to say about them (laughs) um i'm still in contact with a few of them uh again it's only been a day not even 24 hours so we'll see how that goes if i can maintain a at least a good relationship with them um i know they tend to ban people who get in contact with people on their ban list uh but i did inform them before i left that that ban list was part of the reason that i left uh because again, I want to do this podcast I want to have fun with the podcast and having fun with the podcast uh especially it being wrestling oriented is to interview anyone that loves wrestling or is involved in wrestling uh and that's what I plan to do um but anyways let's let's move on to Black Wednesday which happened April 15th uh 2020 um so if you're a wrestling fan and you've been living under a rock you know that we are in the middle of a uh lockdown a, a fucking pandemic whatever you want to call it uh known as COVID-19 um I cannot say the other word because apparently YouTube is flagging videos for saying it
1: oh yeah you can automatically flag whatever you say if you say the following phrase
0: yeah so it will be referred to as the virus or as COVID-19 uh or the plague of death whichever one you want to call it but that had struck at the beginning of the year uh we are now officially on lockdown since the middle of March I believe um with possibilities of certain parts say it again we're in the middle of April. No, no, no. I'm saying the, the the lockdown started like in the middle of March.
1: Oh, yeah. For us, lockdown started in yeah, March. Yeah. And it
0: uh... And it was supposed had been lifted April the 3rd. And then it got pushed another 30 days. And apparently within the next few weeks or so, some stuff may be opening up. But I think if they do that, it's going to close right back down because it's it's ridiculous and a lot of people are still gonna probably catch this this thing um but that all ties into uh businesses and of course the wwe is a business uh but they were a business that apparently was not going to be affected financially by this at least by not a lot of course they were affected financially because they had to change up Wrestlemania this year, uh, to happen inside the Performance Center, PC Mania, um, it was a two-night event, of course, if that was a two-night event that happened in a stadium, they would have made a shit ton of money, uh, especially if both nights had sold out, and they had to tape a few shows, they've done a few shows live, they are doing money in the bank at the, um, wwe headquarters they're not losing a lot of money but they're not making money that they would have made had they had an audience now that being said they weren't going to they were going to be all right apparently from what i have read however they went on a firing spree (laughs) and when i say a firing spree like viz mcmahon gave no fucks at all he didn't give a fuck who you were um now a lot of the names on this list are people that like asked for their release in the past and weren't granted their release and then they ended up re-signing anyway because they be offered them more money um i bet you they wish they would have taken that release now uh because they probably would not have been fired had they signed with another company uh rather than re-signing with WWE. so I'll go over my list that I have here in front of me and Hector will just chime in if I forget to uh, mention anyone. Um, So we've got Kurt Angle, uh, Rusev, uh, Drake Maverick, who is still wrestling for them because they are shooting the Cruiserweight Tournament. Uh, Zach Ryder, which is funny because his wife is still employed. Um, And Zach has been there for like ever and he has like been able to escape every firing uh, except for this one uh kurt hawkins carl anderson and luke gallows who main invented technically made invented night one of wrestlemania uh with undertaker and aj styles <laughs> um heath slater so he is the last three 3mb member to be released um uh jinder mahal years he's coming back Fuckers, we're going to hit his P90X,
1: and we're going to get three men been all three men as champion. That's what we're going to fucking get. And when that WrestleMania... Was- I'm
0: fucking cry like a little bitch. The same
1: way I did for Kofi Mania. It's, right, bring me Heath Mania, and I'm be crying out this motherfucker. Heath is gonna beat Brock Lesnar, he's gonna say I don't give a shit about your kids. He's
0: gonna fucking hold that title. God damn it. <laughs> so so it's crazy because I've seen that like everywhere, all over social media. How people really want Heath to like come back ripped and win one of the world titles uh to complete the um prophecy i guess you can call it of the three-man band being because jinder mahal won it he won it from randy orton uh drew McIntyre won it from brock lesnar albeit uh drew McIntyre is a far better wrestler than jinder mahal ever will be um and heat slater is actually really good so uh, I remember him beating Seth Rollins, like, a few years ago when Rollins was champion and the place, like, went crazy. Um, so, who knows? Y'all could be right. He, he could come back in a year and a half to two years. He could be ripped to shreds and he could win the fucking belt. Or he could just, you know, sign with someone else. I don't know. Um, anyways, so, uh. <laughs> okay. So, here's the list that I had
1: received. The list that I have received goes as following it's- Drake maverick carl anderson luke gallows leo rush ec3 kurt
0: hawkins eric young keith slater kurt angle aiden english sarah logan mike yoda Who's, whose people, hus- whose people, husband is still Michael. whose husband is still uh employed uh sarah logan's husband he's part of like the viking raiders which apparently they got like some kind of karaoke gimmick going on now i didn't see raw but i read about it and oh, i uh, so
1: Oh, do you want me
0: to talk about it? Yeah, because I really hope it's not true.
1: Okay, so they're driving in the car, and I don't know. WWE has this tendency where they like to replicate what's hot or what's trending two months after it's no longer trending. So, like, James Corden's Carpool Karaoke is it's fucking big. It's it's what gives them his ratings. It's what gives them a the cheap pop. You know, it's celebrities the singing their own songs or somebody else's songs in the car. And you see it from the perspective of the dash uh, Dashboard. So, in this segment, you have the Viking Raiders. They just got turkey leg. They're just driving down. They're still wearing the face paint in their helmet. They're just not wearing the fur. They're just wearing a black T-shirt, black jeans. And they're just driving, and it's not karaoke because it's a that doesn't exist. But they're just like, we're the rioting ready. There's, there's some dumb shit like that, and they just drive off, and it's just a weird segment. This, but it's this sounds stupid. I remember when Sarah Logan was in a riot squad. I think is that the one? She was in the
0: riot squad. Right? Yeah, she was in the riot squad.
1: Yeah, she was wearing those furs and shit prior to. Uh, the Viking Raiders becoming the Viking Raiders, so I was thinking that she knew it was going to be part of that stable. I thought it was only a matter of time before Sarah Logan joined the Viking Raiders.
0: Oh, now she's fired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, but uh, after... After... We have
0: Primo and Epico, who should have been... Who have also <laughs> escaped many firings. But in, I don't understand how they escaped so many firings in the past. I know they, they asked for their release like a year ago, too. Because they were, like, tired of being not used. Which, like, dude, you weren't used for, like, 10 years. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, um, did you say Lance Storm, IRS, Finlay, Shane Helms? So those names are, for, like, producers. But they're, like, apparently furloughed and not fired. So, apparently, they'll come back. I feel like they just let
1: IRS off on tax day on purpose. I just felt like they did that to fuck with them. They let IRS off on tax day. And
0: I, I'm not the first to bring that up, but I just think it's comedic. No, yeah, I I, I noticed, but, um, yeah, I, that's weird. Like, you know who else did, you know who escaped the firing too? Bo Dallas. I just realized that. Bo escaped the fucking firing.
1: Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, they they
0: weaved shit. I forgot they were even fucking employed until I just looked at this list. Um, I don't know if you have, um, so the reason I waited like a week to to try to drop this video is because I wanted to see if anyone else was going to get fired. And apparently, um, Conti and Cassius Ono also got fired, so... And. Cash um, is on Twitter, and he's making it look like he's finna kill
1: himself. Like, <laughs> he's. he's well,
0: fucking with WWE alumni. Yeah. His pro- he like, that was pro. Yeah, he's got. But he, this is the second time.
1: If he puts a, of, he puts a fucking jib of Chris Benoit, or a picture of Chris Benoit, then we need to arrest that motherfucker right now. Because this is only a matter of time, it.
0: This is, um. This is his second time. Like, they brought him in. And Vince thought he was too fat. Let him go. He went out on the indie scene. He became a big star again on the indie scene. So they brought him back. He did nothing in it. He, I don't say he did nothing in NXT because he was having some pretty good matches. But then they sent him over to NXT UK to be a wrestler there and a trainer. And now they let him go again. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, he's like forty or something. So. I'm pretty sure he's almost like time to retire for himself um, yeah. Vince went full Negan on this one he went got his leather trench coat had them all lined up and just bashed their fucking careers in front of them well, you still have both the Kanelises, um, no way Jose and the one that
1: caught everybody off guard was Rusev you had messaged me or, or no somebody had messaged me well
0: Rusev hadn't signed a new deal like like Lana signed a new deal months ago and Rusev just never signed and apparently that was the reason for the fucking cuck storyline uh, was to show him you know hey we're the fucking boss even though he was on Twitter talking about he's okay with it and he was pitching ideas for it and I'm no you weren't you're probably pitching an idea to get out of that motherfucking storyline but if you look at this i think the only name that really surprised me on this list are kurt angle carl anderson and luke gallows because i know tenara wanted her release and i think she's only like 26 or 27 or something like that she's young i know she wanted her release um they weren't doing anything with rusev i knew he wanted out uh, Drake Maverick also caught me by surprise because I think the day before they had announced that he was no longer going to be the GM and he was going to tra- he was going to transition to back to being a wrestler, and then he got fired.
1: He still is, is going to be in the tournament and he still released that video. And then on NXT he's still on there. And what's funny is that he's still going to do the tournament. So a lot of people are speculating: Is his mission to work?
0: Well, I think because they announced him for the tournament already, And that's enough- That's weird. Yeah, he- it could be a work. Hey, motherfucker, who told you to get up? <laughs> it's all work, DJ. Oh, it's my God. Work. This guy it's all here. All it's all work. Someone needs to kill that man. Um, <laughs> my,
1: my goal is to have Jim Cornette rip this in front of my face. <laughs> that's the only reason I keep it.
0: um it could be a work i mean i'm pretty sure vince knew who he was gonna let go mike Kyoto was another surprise i mean like i i've i'm i really want to know if the day before vince just sat down and was like i'm just gonna write a list of who i want to get released and he's like fuck Kyoto He's costing me too much money or something. I mean, Mike kyoto has been in there for like 31 years. He has to be their highest paid referee. He has to. I mean, other than Scott Armstrong, who was a referee for a long time and then transitioned into um, a producer, who he also got let go. But, like, Kyoto had to be making bank. He had to.
1: Well, here's the thing about Kyoto that makes me interested.
0: By the way, Kyoto lives in the spring area.
1: Oh, shit, Keon,
0: fucking let's we can get on this fucking. Yeah, like he my grandmother used to work for Denny's and he was like one of her regulars. He gave her like some free um uh WWE shirts at one point. Nigga, Your i wait Huh? Your audio went out. My audio what was the last thing you heard? My kid gave, or your grandma gave eggs to my kid. Eggs? Nigga, I <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I said he gave her shirts, hoe. <laughs> Damn, nigga, you ugly. <laughs> shit. You know, I ain't got time to sit in my makeup chain man. I'm sorry, DJ. Nah. Sorry, busy, but... <laughs> nah, makeup ain't gonna fix shit. <laughs> Oh no! Here's what I was talking about, Mike.
1: Here. Um, Vince hates anything. From what I heard was told, is that Vince, from whatever, is that Vince hates anything that could be a slight spoiler. And I feel like when you see Mike Kyoto and how old he, you you don't see a ref bump coming. And I think maybe it's one of those things where Mike Kyoto perhaps is too old to take a ref bump. And if the audience knows that. And if they see a match going on and Kyoto is ref, they know not
0: to expect any ref moments. And even though it's such a small, petty thing, we do not know the level of Vince's pettiness. Let me tell you something. So I wouldn't be surprised if that would be the reason why. When I worked at Best Buy, Mike Kyoto's wife was like the sister of one of my coworkers' friends or some shit like that. So they like knew each other. And he walked into the store one day because... He told him, like, hey, you know, come to the store And you can, like, you know, whatever And, uh That's a big motherfucker Like, Mike Yoda looks small on TV But he's fucking buff He looks like he can take Fucking bumps So, fuck Vince If that's what Vince thought How about that?
1: Let me me Google Mike Yoda's age
0: Come on, man Okay probably, like 50. Mike Kyoto. Oh, yeah. Homie's still kind of... Whoa, he looks like a drill sergeant. How old is he? Uh, Mike Kyoto, WWE referee.
1: Let's see. Uh,
0: fucking shit. You can just type in, how old is Mike Kyoto?
1: He was born in 66. He's not famous enough to let they give you a... Okay, so 66...
0: So he's like fifty something. Yeah,
1: he'd be 54. 53, because his
0: birthday is August first. Yeah, see, so come on, Vince is out of there. Vince, Vince is out of there for these firings. Period. Like, <sighs>
1: well, how out of there could he necessarily be, though? Because this is just a
0: furlough, and when we're no. about no, the- these this is a fur- this is a furlough only for the employees the wrestlers are not employees they are contract independent contractors so they're fired the producers were employees they're furloughed apparently apparently they're furloughed so but you got to think of the wrestlers who now gotta sit at home and make no money
1: well some of the talent was told that they were going to be sitting out and that uh, that they were going to be sitting out and then that they'll be called back once this clears so i wonder
0: who all is going to like trust that word, and who all is going to go against
1: that word? I wouldn't uh, trust it right now.
0: Carl Anderson on Twitter just keeps Japan. But- yeah, he, I I figured he would go back to Japan, and I figured uh, Gallows would probably follow him unless Gallows wants to stay back in the states. I don't know. Uh, I don't know I talked to Corey, and Corey thinks they're gonna go to to AEW because um, Kenny and all them are over there, but. I just, I don't see it. I, I think, I think if they don't go back to Japan, then they'll definitely go back to WWE because AJ is there. I, that's what I think. I think they'll go back to WWE. I think Rusev ends up in AEW or uh, Japan because I know he said that he wanted to work Japan. So I think he'll, he may just end up with AEW and sign like a deal like Moxley did where he can work Japan. Uh, as long as doesn't like, you know, create conflict with his AEW schedule. Um, as for everyone else, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't
1: think Tony Khan's gonna be quick to grab all these people. No. Everybody, Tony Khan. Tony Khan. From what I know, is a mark motherfucker. Like he will see what all WWE fucks up on, and he will make a tweet about, oh, we'll never do this, or we'll just. Like, when these furloughs and these layoffs are going on, Tony Khan got on Twitter. I forgot what he said, but it was something to the extent of, oh, we're never going to do this. But that's because Khan hasn't been put in that position yet. There's going to be a chance, and there's going to be a good time, when Tony Khan is going to start dropping motherfuckers and well-endeavoring
0: motherfuckers soon. I don't know when it's going to be, but he's going to have to make that decision soon. Well, so, well yeah, because the company effort. is pretty much based on his dad's money. You think his dad's going to want to lose out on money? Fuck no
1: yeah but uh, to me all my all fucking all tony con will ever be is dixie carter
0: with a dick all right Ah, uh, he's a better booker than dixie uh no i will no uh-uh do you think he's a better booker than dixie or do you think he's
1: just getting
0: help well yeah he's getting it. it's him it's omega it's the bucks and cody because
1: there was there was rumors that he was getting already upset about Omega for the
0: shitty booking of the women. No, he did not like the booking of the women or the Dark Order. But, the booking of the women still sucks. And the Dark Order... I kinda don't really pay attention to them. I think that's the one with, uh, Lou Harper as the fucking uh, leader. Yeah, well,
1: for now, we must refer to him as Brody Lee, sir. But, anyways, Brody Lee in two years is going to have final difficulties from how fucking hard he's carrying the Dark Order because when you see Dark Uno, you, you automatically think of a backguard festival you really don't think of a fucking prime talented dude
0: but that's the what Dark
1: you that's what I first
0: saw that's what I think when I see a lot of them and it's not a disrespect to, to AEW like I think they put on oh, some really fair. good matches yeah, yeah, it's just they work They they are now a big company, right? But they still work that independent wrestling style where they think, like, everyone needs to get their shit in and everyone needs to be, like, on an even playing field because they're friends. Um, And, like, that's, like, a booking that I don't agree with. I think you you need jobbers and you need fucking uh, superstars. And I think their only star that they have is... Well, their only stars are Jericho, Cody, and uh, Moxley. And what do all three of those dudes have in common? Is that they learned to be stars through WWE. Like, they, they knew what it... Like, that's what they all have in common. Everyone else is just, like, there. And having back-and-forth matches. And, and so... I think that if they were to pick up something If they pick up Rusev, Rusev is going to be A bigger star than Omega Why? Because Rusev already has a following Rusev is more known Than Kenny Omega is In the United States, I don't care what no one says Rusev is way more known uh, so, Rusev
1: will not get more of a pop and, I'm sorry
0: are, are you out of your mind?
1: mind? I don't think Rusev's following is bigger than Omega's
0: In the like, States? I, don't, I don't
1: think with
0: Omega that big, in the right? United in the United States, you don't think that
1: and in
0: the United States, in the IWC, the internet wrestling community that does, no 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 no. no. I am talking. I am talking about I'm casuals. Kidding. Of course, Omega has a bigger following for the fucking wrestling nerds like us. But I'm talking about the casuals. They're gonna know. But yeah, the casuals are fucking with uh, AEW. They're dipping their toe in the water, but they're not really legit. But they're going to know Rusev more than Omega. I
1: fucking doubt that. You know what? I know. I don't know if you know how to make those polls. But I'm going to put a question on Twitter, and I'm going to fucking tag this show, and I'm going to put a survey so we can see who has a bigger following. Because there's no fucking way you can convince me that Rusev has a bigger following
0: than Omega. He's got to. Let's see. <sighs> There's no
1: way. Are you going to pull up Twitter and like see the Twitter following? Mm, 442.8. I can tell you
0: right now, though, if Rusev was to have a match with Omega... So, on Twitter... On Twitter, because this does counting to followings, okay? Okay. Omega has four. He has four four, forty-two point eight thousand followers. That's it. Okay. Okay. What's Bruce says? Seven sixty-five point one. I might have to take an L on this one. So, <laughs> and that's because that's because WWE. So, people can give WWE shit all they want, but they know how to market their brand, which in turns markets their stars, even though a lot of their stars are still on the fucking same playing field, too. There's a lot of fucking 50-50 booking. But, AEW, like, seriously should have brought in Omega and showed everyone, like, hey, we fucking hyped this guy from Japan so much. Let's show you why we hyped him. He's going to go out and he's going to kill everyone. But instead, he lost, he lost, he lost, he lost, he lost, he lost, he lost. And then he does fucking uh, uh, 10-minute matches with people that he should go like three minutes with. And it's like, it, it it doesn't make any sense. So if AEW picked anyone from the firing list, they could be a bigger star off bat. It just depends how they present them, though. They could kill him as well. But I think going in, people would be like, "Oh shit, Rusev is there, Kurt Angle's there." Which I hope Kurt Angle does not try to wrestle in AEW. I, I hope he would not go over there and be like, "You know what, guys? I really hated that Baron Corbin match. <laughs> Can you guys just give me another, another retirement match, please?" Why don't give him a retirement match with Orange Cassidy? <laughs> 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 i'm not an orange cassidy hater <laughs> i'm not an orange cassidy hater but i would not like for him to be kurt Angle's retirement match god i don't know who i don't know who thought it'd be a good well I, I do know who thought it'd be a good idea for him to fucking retire against baron corp it's so sad like vince did nothing with that Vince
1: really
0: didn't do nothing with that. I think Corbin is a decent enough. Corbin fucking sucks. I don't think he did
1: that. Corbin, Corbin sucks. Corbin's
0: on. No. You're like... I remember in 2015 we went to an NXT show and he faced Samoa Joe and I was and it was a really good match because it was like more of a brawl and I was like oh wow this is the first time I've seen Baron Corbin. I think this is before he was even on TV. Maybe I'm not I'm not completely sure. No, no, no! This is around the time he was facing all the the indie talents that were coming in, and um, I remember I remember saying to myself like that match was only good because of Joe, but I want to give Baron Corbin a shot. And so I remember he had that match with Austin Aries when Aries first came in, and that match sucked. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, this dude's terrible. And then he came to the main roster, and he proved he's fucking terrible. Like he just sucks.
1: Okay, let me let me tell you. If I'm looking at this list because I had the list, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna go by this. I'm gonna tell you why I'm surprised why certain people got let go. Um, Zach Ryder, I got a little, I was surprised that had made his fame on the his following was fucking him. Like, and I'm they did nothing with it. But then when they were
0: chanting for Zack Ryder, even though it was in the ring,
1: that had whoa, made the whoa, whoa. to be a little bit more than the little bit of a that bit of a little 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 bit of a little
0: a little a a not in a yeah. bad way, but it's he's a nerd and I fucking love it. He loves the business. Yeah. So if anyone
1: wants to, he's automatically gonna be going to eight it's gonna have to be Zach Right. It's gonna be Zach
0: Right. Oh, definitely. He's fucking friends with Cody. But then again, so is Sean Spears and we see how that turned out. That dude ain't doing shit over there either.
1: Yeah A W. AEW makes the same mistakes WWE does and I think AEW fans are too forgiving of that shit. They don't bring the same heat that they bring to WWE. Of course not. Let's not pretend They're all sucking the
0: tip. Let's not
1: pretend like the only reason we want AEW to be better is just because we want WWE to be better. That's it. That's all we want. We
0: are wrestling fans are selfish as fuck. Wrestling wrestling fans can say whatever the fuck they want. But deep down inside, in their, in, their, in the pit of their soul, WWE is their number one. I don't give a fuck what they say.
1: Like, Let me this. come
0: on. They produced, they made Austin the star, they made Rock the star, Taker, Triple H, Mankind. Well, Mankind was kind of like crazy before then, but you know, he, Hell in a Cell really put him over. Uh, they they made people. And for people to just sit there and fucking shit on them, like, come on. Quit being some assholes. Yeah, but if I'm, if I'm looking at this list, uh, Primo and Epico, I think that, so... They're going back to Mexico. They got to. First of all, it's not Mexico, motherfucker. It's... Uh,
1: It's Costa Rica, alright? Where's the Brody did not get stabbed in Mexico? Is that
0: where they're from? Costa Rica. WWE always WWE always made me think they were Mexicans. You're racist, fuck. I'm not racist, Vince McMahon's racist, fuck you.
1: Was
0: it Puerto Rico or was it Costa Rica? I don't know. It's Puerto Rico, bro. Okay, Whoever
1: That's where
0: I think we (laughs) go With Carlito Carlito. Hey You know what We haven't like We're saying like a lot of these guys Can end up in AEW and shit But like there's NWA There's uh Yeah we know there's NWA And then there's Impact Ugh (laughs) You didn't let me finish
1: sir I see Rowan. I see Rowan Gorman
0: to NWA. You Rowan think so? Classic, Rowan has that classic look, man. I think Rowan gets out of the business. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
1: Why? Why, Why do you fucking hate on?
0: What? What the <laughs> fuck is he gonna do? He sucked. He's he s- goes- his one nine. his one push was against Roman Reigns, and it was stupid. He lost. Like. He's been, he's be in NWA power. And then his second push was a fucking mechanical spider. And they got murdered. Look, a spider. look, dude, he's out. I think I don't think I think the only way he comes back is for WWE because they're gonna pay him a lot, uh, a lot more than NWA would at least. So I I don't like I don't, he's going to I don't he's going to no I don't think I don't think any of these guys. Like if I look at this list, I don't see any of these guys going to anywhere where they're not gonna make money, right? So like their options as far as making money are gonna be Japan, AW, and fucking going back and kissing Miz McMahon's ass. I mean, unless Billy Corgan's like pushing out like hella money for some talent. I don't know, but I I I personally
1: huh? Well. Not that popular.
0: Hey, man. apparently Corgan got the dough, bro. I don't know. I mean, I, just, I really just don't see Rowan in the business anymore. I think Rowan leaves. <laughs> I can't believe you he think he has that old school feel to him. <laughs> he,
1: he does. What is old school feel? They're
0: brawlers. They're not that technical. Some are technically gifted. Some fucking don't. Bro. <laughs> so, he's he's perfect for He's like a limited as fuck. Let me tell you, he could be in a tag team with somebody who's more skilled than him, and that's as high as he's gonna be. But that's what I see. Who they gonna put him with, Trevor Murdoch? He could he could probably Bro check bro. He's like a foot smaller than the great Kali and yet he's he moves like the great Kali.
1: But you didn't know Eric Rowan was a zombie. Actually, you know what? Hold up, DJ. Hold up. Oh shit. Hold up. I just noticed something. Okay, take out my Kyoto, Take out Maria Canellas. Uh, take out Sarah Logan, and then. Take out Kurt Angle? That's 16 people, DJ. Do you know what else had 16 people? The motherfucking bro, bro. That's what we need to do, bro. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> w WWE. 16 people. Let's go. That's, Let's go. That's Mario the, Yamasaki is referee. That's all. The- that's a whole
0: nother conversation for another time.
1: <laughs> nah, bro. This is the time. All these released motherfuckers. Who really wants? Who really wants that job? Fucking fight for this job. (laughs) You want a position at this job? You fight.
0: damn it. So, so where do you see Eric Young going?
1: Losing the first round of the brawl. That's where he's (laughs) (laughs) going. I'm telling you, this is beautiful. Look at it. (laughs) They had twenty
0: people in the brawl for all. No, it was sixteen.
1: It was sixteen. I thought they said sixteen.
0: No, it was sixteen. Look this motherfucker up. And if it's more, then we just
1: put more of the names up. Fuck it, women's equality. We're throwing in Maria. First fight, Eric Rowan.
0: There we go. Oh no, you're right. It was (laughs) sixteen. I don't know how I got twenty.
1: <coughs> sixteen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it was sixteen. There we go. fucking perfect bro That's how Vince gets his money back. Goddammit. Who is going to
0: fight for their job? Vince McMahon ain't gonna do that shit no more. And,
1: and when Eric Rowan wins the brawl did it. Was <laughs> he? Oh,
0: what's he gonna do? Have a program with with Butterbean? Like a special attraction boxer. Brock Lesnar <laughs> hey, hey Rowan we're gonna put you in an MMA fight with Brock or Kane you pick <laughs> um well if I pick Kane he's gonna beat me on, on stand up but if I pick Brock he's just gonna take me down and smash my face in They're gonna be like Oh we're gonna make this tournament But we really want EC3 to win And Rowan's gonna be like I can knock him out
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man you're not lying he, should, he went to I didn't even like his run in NXT I thought his NXT run was kind of garbage um him, and I like you think he's going back to impact You think so? Like yeah, I think he'll go back to impact. Uh, I'd see him more in AEW honestly. Only cuz like I know You don't see him in AEW? I think he has the I think he at least has the mic skills to go to AEW. But like he has, Look, he has the mic skills, but I
1: mean they, they have Brian Cage and I get
0: to see them debut Brian Cage They got Brian Cage? Since when?
1: Yeah, remember, remember, it's hard to kill when Brian Cage lost so quickly to Rob Van Dam, and that supposedly was the reason why, because he signed to AEW, and then he put that thing that Brian Cage is all lead on. So Elita signed. Hmm.
0: So if they haven't even used him yet. I don't know who all they got. Well, look, check this out. EC3 was getting paid to eat catering, right? He was making a killing. <laughs> He was making a livid off of eating and catering. Why would he want to go to Impact and make nothing? Like, come on now. He's going to be like, look, he's going to knock on Cody's door and be like, hey, Cody, I heard you guys got a good catering. <laughs> he's going like to <laughs> be like, so I know you guys are doing uh, empty arena shows, but you guys still got catering? Um... You guys can pay me to sit back there. And, okay, yeah, let's, let's get you in. Um, but, I mean, if they have him go to Impact, you know, he's just going to lose to Ken Shamrock by passing out to an ankle lock. <laughs>
1: Yo, yes, we haven't talked about that. We have not talked about that at all. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, segue to the audience here. We're going to talk about a TNA match that was very recent, but they put it on Facebook. Well,
0: essentially, what happened was Sammy Callahan who had already lost to Cesaro. Now, hold on before before you, continue, before you continue, before you continue, before you continue. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna um I'm gonna talk about this right now, but I'm also going to uh do a solo podcast on this match. Um, and the reason I want to do that is because I I, I want to play the match, and I want to like react to this match as it happens um now I haven't seen the match in its full entirety because when I saw Ken Shamrock coming out looking old I was like oh no I'm just gonna fast I'm just gonna fast I'm just gonna fast <laughs> forward this so I fast forwarded it like halfway through and then they were like cinematic style and I was like what the fuck so I kind of fast forward again and like I saw him pass out to the damn ankle lock and I was I was just I was kind of like disturbed by that point (laughs) what the fuck is going on it was beautiful so yes Sammy Callahan decided to go and fight against an already retiring fucking pro wrestling Ken Cherenlock because Callahan is the hacker and Callahan
1: had lost the the passing out by a fucking ankle lock you don't (laughs) have to be medical expert to know that's not how it works
0: I mean, look, if you want to get the belt off of Tessa Blanchard, just put her in there with Shamrock, he'll make her her pass out, it's okay, oh god, God, I hope they don't do that, I hope they did not put Tessa in there with with Shamrock, a legit badass MMA fighter losing to Tessa Blanchard, oh my god, no, see, here's what's gonna happen, like Ken Shamrock's
1: gonna be close to winning, then out of nowhere, Horse Gracie's gonna come from the crowd with a fucking chair, and Ken Shamrock, and Tessa retains. Oh. Then we're gonna get fucking
0: Horse versus Shamrock four in TNA. I saw a clip of some old guy wrestling for TNA. I I, I not I didn't I didn't know who it was, but he was doing like the old school walking the ropes and shit, and he looked like he was probably like in his seventies. Um, And then they posted a clip of him, like, walking to the back and everyone giving him, like, a round of applause. I don't know what the fuck Impact's doing, like, nowadays. Like, they've got Tessa as the world champion. They've got Shamrock beating niggas by making them pass out to the ankle lock instead of, you know, their ankle breaking. (laughs) You got got some old guy wrestling in a fucking singlet, you know, (laughs) thinking he's, like, the Undertaker and shit. I mean, I know WWE, I know WWE uses old guys, right, but they use, like, well-known old people, like, TNA's way of using old people is, like, bringing in Hulk Hogan to take over and have a match with Sting where he doesn't really bump, and then, by the powers of God, he turns it back into a face, that's their way of using old people, like, I just, I, I, I don't understand TNA at all. Or Impact, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't understand them.
1: There's, like, these scenes in mafia movies where they're trying to show, like, how scummy or how, like, creepy the mob bosses are. That they'll have, like, their young prostitutes fuck these older men. And that's Whoa. an example... That's an example of what TNA does to older town. <laughs> they give them that one last rub so they couldn't fucking... Right off
0: into the sunset with that last (laughs) heat. Yo, I'm not. I'm not gonna be surprised if I see Kurt Angle back in TNA. Do you think we'll
1: get Kurt Angle versus Ken
0: Shamrock? Oh my God, I hope
1: so. I would actually want to see that.
0: That'd be the only match I'd want to see.
1: That would be the only match, and you know what? They would somehow fuck it up. They would somehow fuck up the booking.
0: You think so? I mean, are they still shooting in Tampa or not Tampa, but Orlando, or are they shooting somewhere else? Uh, I don't know. Cause they don't shoot. At, they don't. They don't shoot at the impact zone anymore, right? No, no. Huh? Cause I was gonna. I think Kurt lives in like Tampa, so if they were filming in Orlando, like that'd be easy. Sign him real quick.
1: No, I think Kurt's legitimately done. He's done. Fuck.
0: Fuck that. No. 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 no, no. Fuck all that. Now, now I need Kurt Angle versus Ken Shamrock. I mean,
1: Fuck. we are Angle versus Ken Shamrock, but I don't. We already know that that might not be as good as we think. Fuck. Like, so I don't want to spoil this for you, but there's a there's a high flying spot between Ken Shamrock and
0: Sammy Callahan, and it looks so fucking terrible. Who does who does the high flying? Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Okay, look, I'ma spoil it for you, I'm sorry. There's a point. He runs off the stage, which is only like two feet above the ground, and Sammy's like limping like, uh, uh, Ken Shadow is supposed to jump over the edge, but he's so while jumping, his foot hits one of the fucking bottom lights and completely knocks it out. (laughs) <laughs> and he barely stumbles on top of Sammy Kelly's <laughs> stupid shit. And in the comments what makes the guy on top to TNA is that they have the worst fucking commentary.
0: It's Josh Ma- it's still Josh Matthews, right? It's still
1: Josh Matthews. God,
0: Josh Matthews sucks. <laughs> like big I always I always thought Josh Josh Matthews sucked. <laughs> he says,
1: sure, Mark. Coming up top, taking the high-risk maneuver for a fucking height that's only two feet off the ground. You see it. Ken Shamrock still fucks up the jump. He jumps
0: too late, so he hits the light and knocks it down. Oh, down. In honor of Ken Shamrock, I'm going to attempt to do a um, high-flying risk maneuver this weekend when I set my ring back up. I'm going to jump off the top rope and do a senton and see how that goes. And if I, and if I land it perfectly, I'm just going to name it the, the shamrock, the shamrock bomb in honor of you, Ken, because I believe that you and Angle could put on a five-star classic.
1: When you think of high flyers, you
0: think of Ken when I think of, high, <laughs> when I think of high flyers, I think of Swanton Joe. <laughs>
1: okay, <inside reference, laughs> for all of you viewers of this podcast, there was a very short country redneckian with individual within the previous federation that me and DJ had beautifully spent our time in who was very adamant about being a high flyer despite the fact that he could not take a proper bump. And this bump, for those of you who are visualizing it out for you, is a magnificent fucking
0: swan bump. He just... That makes you look like if you're going to go take a backstroke. He like just swans. T- exactly.
1: We call him the swan bump. For those of you who are listening to the podcast who don't have any visual representation, you know those tampon commercials where girls are going into the pool like that like the back and forth that's exactly how this man takes
0: a bump hence the name swanton swanton joe i got love for you joe so you know don't get mad but you know your bumps are your bumps suck <laughs> your bumps are ugly bro um for you guys that uh have never ever been in a wrestling ring before or have attempted or like it just even like judo or something because i know those are you got to follow certain ways so you don't break your shit like if someone tosses you so it's still taking a bump so when you bump you know you want to like you know on your fucking shoulders and shit you know head you whatever this guy like hector said he fucking randy orton's it and swans and and then he fucking lands on his ass and just it just doesn't look just doesn't look pretty at all again again i have nothing against this guy i think he is a somewhat uh nice human being when he is not on social media when he's not on social media trust when me he's media. When, he's social, when he's on social when he's on social media he's like a pure racist like i don't know where, where that comes from but that's what he is on social <laughs> media
1: <laughs> you
0: will think it's two different people. yeah and and when you hug. Yeah, so, this, man, this man was bumping zero,
1: and he's the last person you would think listening to zero.
0: So, I mean, he's a he's a dad as well. You know, he's got kids and shit, so he's nice. I I I, I, I really like the guy. Um, I think he's a. Uh, I think he, he served in what, the army or something, right? So he served served, in the, army. served yes. in the army. So you know, hey. I, I, I respect that you know my uncle served um, 30 years in the army so we have been talking for about an hour almost an hour and a half so we're going to wrap it up here um, I want to thank Hector oh go ahead Hector so when you think of the grand scheme of things when you think
1: of employees doing their layoffs and clothes why well, do you think WWE is getting like, such big shit for only 20 people
0: because they weren't going to lose out on any money Vince did this so he could have a a bigger profit. That's all he did. He wasn't going to lose out on any money.
1: I mean, you should see that you're looking very well. As it is, shareholders were already suing him because of the XFL, which we'll have another podcast on the XFL 2020. Uh, Me and DJ, I don't know if you want to do that on on the South but we'll talk about that, and we'll I thought,
0: on that First off your mic kind of cut out at one point but I kind of got oh. I well I know I, I know what you're saying about XFL and all that. It didn't cut off at that point. I can't I can't tell you exactly what point it cut off. But um I thought only one person was suing, well, As for right now. So there's like one person suing him. And that was like the president of the XFL all or some luck. shit like that. What's his name? Yeah, all, all of the luck is suing him. Yeah, that guy. Um, and he's suing him because Vince, like, um, fired him, like, the day before announcing that they went bankrupt. Billy Bat is a cold-hearted motherfucker, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. No, well, prior to that, I was trying to tell you, prior to that, the WWF shareholders were doing what's a uh, civil lawsuit, I think it's the one where you can have multiple people but a lot of WWE shareholders were suing because of how much WWE, they believed that WWE money was being spent on the XFL, which in a sense, yeah, it kind of was. But they were doing it under the guise of the fact that owned by WWE, the XFL was owned by Alpha Entertainment, which is a completely separate brand. Which is funny because the XFL went bankrupt, but Alpha Entertainment did not go bankrupt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know the business story about this. Shit. I know the business reasons.
0: I know... You know what's crazy is I think they said he only lost like forty-four million dollars or some shit like that. Like he didn't. Yeah. He didn't lose as much as I guess what he thought he was gonna lose or what everyone thought he was gonna lose, and. Like I think he was planning to lose what was it three hundred million over the next three years or something like that. He was planning to lose a lot more, but
1: right. he was going to lose a lot more if he fulfilled the tracks in regard to the coaches and in regards to like the managerial staff because there's a lot of people who are a part of the managerial staff. Like I took a photo with almost everyone who was in the Houston Roughnecks managerial staff, but because he yeah,
0: wasn't was getting the- he wasn't getting TV rights, right?
1: No, he had the T V Right secured for 20, for the twenty twenty and the twenty twenty one season. But
0: we not the 40, not not the fees. Uh he he they were paying production costs, but that was it. Kinda of what, what AEW had at the beginning of their deal. Well yeah, that was what they had, but
1: they had a solid deal with the sports uh, broadcast that supposedly they were gonna be in there for two years, and that was like the big difference, and that's what they were bragging about that oh well this season's of the XFL is gonna be different than the previous one. Because the previous one, even though they had a two-year contract, it was only with one channel, which was NBC. Yeah. it was to the agreement that if the ratings kept on going on a continuous downfall, that they would cut it. However, different channels were getting different ratings. Like, for one, obvious fucking sense, Fox was going to be the one that had the most ratings because Fox is, you can get that shit with the antenna. You don't have to get no cable. You know I mean? So Fox was rounding out 2.2 million about an estimated a game so their viewerships on their games wasn't low to just like when they were on other stations not as high like especially when they were on espn or like espn1 not that many people watching there because that's like the streaming service and hell i like the xfl too but i just didn't watch those games i was just but their viewership was just doing low. well what had cost them from what i'm looking at from the research what had cost them the most was that same thing that they did with UFC, even if they had a venue and they had it secure, they didn't want to broadcast. They didn't want to broadcast. And they had to pay to make up the broadcasting. Which is originally what shooting live WWE shows now, despite the fact that they're going through a pandemic, is because of the fact that you still have to stick to that deal with the network about producing live content. So, what can you produce live for two hours? That's not a game. It just So, it was a way for extensions like ESPN and them and Disney to take advantage of that. Because Fox was what? Fox was really, really keeping it 100 with on Fox was doing everything. Unlike the other networks, like if you listen to the commentary between when they were getting commentated by Fox compared to when they were getting commentated by ESPN, Fox's commentary of the game was more... Whereas, when you listen to, like, ESPNs and shit, ESPNs constantly saying, well, this is on the NFL. This is strange compared to the traditional. They kept uh, talking shit about the XFL during the XFL's broadcast. And it's so crazy
0: because Fox, a lot of people like the XFL rules more than the NFL.
1: Yeah, Fox was, Fox was very favorable and they were very underlying why these rules are better or why this rule is more exciting or why this rule is more helpful. So, Fox had to get go, But like I said... We could talk about all that shit on another XFL episode, but for now, though, we've covered all of who's gonna get, released. we've covered all of where we think they're going. We went to go with an eight. Um, like I was trying to say previously,
0: before I got interrupted or before we lost track of topic, Primo Epico and Bitch, Robert I interrupt Jose, you.
1: I think Primo Epico and No Way Jose are going eight because the fact that A.W. is trying to build their Hispanic town really high.
0: They, they really are. How with, uh you got,
1: first of all you have the Lucha Lucha Brothers.
0: That ain't done shit.
1: Okay. Yes, I feel like they've dropped the ball supremely on the Lucha Brother, but I'm a f I am I want to see how that booking goes. But so far they've let me down. They have job buck out of Lucha Bros and it's getting me upset because I used to watch Lucha Underground, alright? So never let this up never with the legs. <laughs> They really, they really let Colucci Rose down. Um, they had LAX, which was one of the most, the only faction I gave the them. The pride
0: for. and Powerful and, or something, and they ain't done shit with them either.
1: Yeah, they haven't no done shit with them either. But I see, I, I see Primo Epico and Nowhere's A. But knowing how crazy the fucking world is, I wouldn't be surprised if the only person who goes to
0: AEW is Mike Hill. Mike Yoda, Mike, Mike will be back in the WWE. I think so. (laughs) He's gonna enter the Royal (laughs) Rumble. He's gonna have Edge's return. You're fucking stupid. Anyways, man, uh, we're. Uh, a lot more topics
1: to talk to. This was just a test, ladies and gentlemen, on how y'all this comes out. We're very adamant wrestling fans. We love to talk about topics. I'm the HEC. I'm from the South Sibs. Um DJ, you know, he's gonna take it away in a bit. But I just wanted to say thanks for having me, DJ. For talking about this, uh, we could talk about so many other topics because I've done the research. Um, I feel like you would be the first person for me to do the XFL 2020 season, and we could probably cover episodes done. We'll go back and forth on what you want to put on the channels, but yes, I do have the upcoming The HEC and IWF chapters that are going to be released and we're to talk about the issues with that But again, appreciate everybody and anybody who took the time to listen uh, I'm just letting you know, for somebody who hasn't really tried part Pretty good at it. Pretty good
0: <laughs> Thank you, sir So, Um Yeah we're running up to uh, an hour and 30 minutes here. We're at an hour and 25. So. Uh, we're going to call it a night uh, or a morning because it's like 3, almost 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm tired. Um, so I want to thank Hector for being on. Uh, uh, once I upload this, I will leave all his social media links in the description below um, on the YouTube um, uh, video. And... Um, so I'll drop his Facebook and shit like that. And you guys can go ahead and click on those. Uh, the next thing that I'll probably be doing is, like I say, reviewing that horrendous, apparently, um, match of uh, Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. Or I may just do something else. I don't know yet. I'm I, I'm really debating because I kind of don't want to do that. Um but we'll see. We'll see. I will post like whatever I gotta post and let you guys know what the next episode will be about. But anyways, I'm finna call it a night. Hector Hector's I don't know. Hector can do what the fuck he wants, he's a grown ass man. But just <laughs> let me go the fuck to sleep and um we'll see y'all in the next one. This is de- <laughs> you're on my <laughs> I'm just fucking kidding. Anyways, yeah. This it- <laughs> yeah, so this is this is Dj with uh with the Torres podcast and uh, we're out.